sitting with it and not always thinking shit panic i'm feeling anxiety fucking run it's actually saying right okay i feel anxiety right now let me just grab a pen and paper and sit with it and just write down what i'm associating with this anxiety both externally and internally externally in terms of what mm. could have caused it but internally what feelings am i feeling am i feeling worried am i feeling upset am i feeling angry yeah. am i feeling sad also what thoughts are going through my mind is it triggering other and as soon as you start to write all this down you start to get to know who yourself mm. you're yeah. starting to understand yourself more so when then you say a state of anxiety it's not generalized it's specific to you and then you can start to build off that so a point i'd say to everyone is obviously if you, it's a real bad state of anxiety and could cause a panic attack go for a fix it method that's going to calm you down as soon as possible but if you're just starting to feel anxiety build in a general way maybe just think i'm going to write this out a little bit and i'm going to sit with it just for a few minutes and just understand myself in this better okay and if you mm. don't feel comfortable enough doing that yourself there are coaches that can help you do that and help you understand anxiety more but hopefully it's a coach that isn't telling you how you should be feeling rather a coach asking you to understand yourself how you are feeling Welcome back to the B1 Mindset Podcast and thank you for joining us for yet another episode. If you're not subscribed and this is the first time listening, be sure to subscribe to be updated when we release new topics of discussion, new tips, tricks and ideas on how you can improve your mindset and achieve the goals that you want to go after. Now this week we're talking about anxiety and as you've already heard, Ben offers a different approach to what you might normally hear. Throughout this episode, Ben and I talk about our own experiences which we hope will give you an idea of the different types of anxiety that people feel. Remember, if you are in that position where things are getting too much, do reach out to somebody to get professional help. Don't forget that if you're a fan of the podcast, why not follow us on Instagram? Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube where you can join the conversation on live discussions like this and join us for other videos where we share tips, tricks and advice on how you can build your B1 mindset. Also, not forgetting to visit b1mindset.com where you can join our focus group, get access to your very own B1 app and the various courses delivered by experts from a range of different topics from sleep to nutrition, yoga to quieting the mind, movement, running, walking, breath work and more. And all of these links can be found in the show notes, so it's only a click away. Anyway, enough from me. Let's dive into this week's episode. We hope this will help you to understand anxiety, worry less and do more. So hi to everyone at B1 and thank you for joining us for yet another live and uh, introducing the main man, Ben Eastwood. How are you doing tonight, sir? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Excited to um, to drop this tonight, mate. Bit of a spur of the moment one, but looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be good. And, and I think you... When you posted that, um, was it a reel or a story about anxiety the other day? I think it got a lot of people interested about what it is that you really meant by that. So what what do you understand anxiety to be? Yeah, I think that it's something that I wanted to share for a couple of reasons. The first one is because anxiety is a buildup of thoughts and emotions. It's a state that makes sense it's a mental and emotional state and that can be different for every single individual so to class anxiety is one thing is the wrong thing to do if that makes sense 
Mm-hmm. Because like you talked about before we went on air, if someone went to the GP or was struggling, they might class it as, as anxiety, but that individual has gone in due to stresses that is personal to them. And they are having feelings associated with that that are personal to them as well. Someone else might go with, with anxiety and label different feelings or different emotions, but the state mm-hmm. of anxiety is what is being classed as. So the reason I wanted to do the videos for two reasons. The first one was to tell people instead of always looking for a fix to get rid of anxiety, okay, mm-hmm. which could be a, a breathing method, some form of meditation or mindfulness, some form of exercise, even um, prescribed drugs or even unprescribed drugs. Like these are all fixes to take the anxiety away, but it's always going to come back because we never rid ourselves of emotions and feelings and thoughts are always going to be there. So if anxiety is always going to come back through our life, why not actually start to understand what anxiety is to us more? But the only way to do that is to sit with it. And it's that's a tough process, mate. So I'm not saying it was easy. Um, and again, it's why whenever I speak quite loudly on social media, I'm, I'm always very outspoken in truth. But I do think that if you start to sit with anxiety, you start to understand it more for yourself. Because otherwise, mm. as you well know, you could read something on anxiety and suddenly think, right, this is it. This is the way it should be. This is how I should be feeling or whatever it may be. And again, you're getting crosswires in your head just from that alone. So that was the one angle. The second one um, was to help you deal with anxiety better is to incorporate controlled anxiety into your life. So where people see me doing some crazy stuff what they don't understand is that just before I do that, I do feel anxious. The night before, I might feel anxious. Just before I'm about to do it, I might feel anxious. But because I'm doing it in a controlled environment and I'm kind of setting up the scene, I'm facing my anxiety and I'm teaching myself how to deal with anxiety in the moment to still perform or to still execute or to still achieve. So I come out on the other side in a better position, having kind of beaten anxiety in a way. So they're the two things I want to get across, but obviously in a 90 second reel, it's limited. So that's why I want to jump on with you tonight and talk to you about. So because mindset and self-development, as we well know, Liam, mate, is so diverse. There's no right or wrong, as we always say, it's it's individual based. What is your take on on anxiety? And not necessarily for you, but just as a generalization. Yeah, I mean, I think anxiety, you know, it can be branded around as like a, a negative thing. But but as you rightly said, I think it's something that we all have to some degree. Um, I know that there's a statistic that we found <clears throat> from the mentalhealth.org.uk website. And, and it tells us that, you know, back in 2013, there was 8.2 million cases of anxiety, which just seems like a crazy number. And I'm sure, you know, we've the, the pandemic and everything that's happened i'm sure that's only kind of elevated to um to be be bigger still with people staying indoors and kind of having that fear factor of catching covid or, or not um yeah and even where we've got more used to using technology to communicate or for every day you know shopping's become a lot easier you know how how often can you click one button and have something being sent to your house whereas normally you would have had to in the past go out and buy something um so so for me anxiety i think is is just that that fear factor that kind of i'm not sure how this is going to play out and 
and it's that almost self-doubt and and that that little kind of ancient thing that we've got in our brain that is trying to protect us is trying to keep us safe but actually instead of letting that decision be made by that ancient part of of the mechanics of how our brain works i think it's it's something that we can have a conversation with and and you rightly said there like before you do any of your challenges you have that moment where you're just like oh this is serious like what what i'm doing but does so, that just say when you speak then because i know you do a lot of um especially and now kind of covid's really calmed down i've only known you for a few years now a couple of years Mm. But since COVID's calmed down, you've been back on the road delivering, I want to say, kind of workshops. There might be a, a better term yep. for that. No, no, Do yeah. You, so, obviously, in person, you might say no to this because I'm going off my oh. experience of speaking in front of people and being in front of people. But th- th- my point being is, like, do you still because you, you're going to deliver yeah. i know you're going to deliver because of you're the main man for it but do you still feel a sense of anxiety maybe the night before maybe when you go in maybe when you're just about to go on do you know what i mean so is there a state there for you uh, i'd use the phrase a nervous wreck <laughs> um doesn't matter yeah. how how prepared i am even going live today it, like before like when we kind of talked about it and said oh should we just go live you know we've, we've kind of pulled that idea out of out of the air really um, and yeah. just taking that inspiration to to press live. But I think if I, where I have sometimes time to think about it, in in the moment, if somebody says, "Yeah, we're going to go live," yeah, not a problem. I'll get on the mic and and talk whatever it is about whatever it is I've got to say. Demonstrations. Um, that's that's kind of my bread and butter of what I do. But when I've then got that live audience, you kind of have where I've had some experience, you kind of have like thoughts of the past, like, oh, this went wrong before that went wrong before. And you're almost kind of second guessing yourself. Like if you don't know the, the layout of the room that you're going into, um, it's, it's always a little bit nerve wracking. And I make notes how I deal with it um, is I just literally have a, a couple of scraps of paper that I'm writing notes, even to the point, like when refining it up until when I go and speak, I know what I'm talking about, yeah. but for me, I just, I just have that like self doubt of, Oh my God, people are going to see through you. You're not going to know what to say. People are going to ask questions. And I'm constantly trying to firefight in my head of how, how do I resolve that? Um, yeah. And, and I know that even, even people attending, like seeing people face to face, you know, with the organization um, that I work with, there was a lot of people who started with us and they hadn't met their manager because they'd started in that, in that area where it was all remote. Um, So, so I think that, I think that what I'm trying to lead on to there is that anxiety can, can present itself in many different ways and it can be about many different things as we've just touched on two examples. But, um, but I I think think that, yeah, go on. Sorry, man, because I wanted to jump in then just because, like you say, we've given two very different examples there, but clearly show both of us showing a state of anxiety, but both feeling different things, both thinking different things. Um, and even f- just before I go into the point, I was going to say you actually backed up what you said about when you talked about the ancient part, a- ancient part of our brain. But you've done a presentation or you've done a workshop, something's maybe gone slightly wrong or someone's asked a question that's caught you off guard, whatever it is. So the next time you go in, 
it's reminding you of that to kind of make you not go into that environment again. So it's trying to protect you by saying, mm-hmm. I'll make this happen, don't go in. So it's like we've actually got to rewire our brain in this day and age to say, our brains are set up to stop us going and doing something. Our brains are actually set up to make us feel anxiety to keep us yeah. safe. So it's about mm. finding confidence to push past that and through that. And that exactly leads into what I was saying about understanding anxiety more. And I think for the the before we kind of hit into that, the other one that I wanted to bring up, I think that in my poster put that anxiety can be about something fairly specific. So you've given an example, I've given an example, and there's many others for different people. Um, but another major cause of anxiety is, is overwhelm and build up. So for some people in life, it might not be something absolutely specific. And I think potentially you, me and Ollie have, ex- have shared this between the three of us in, in the WhatsApp group that when life just starts to become overwhelming, when we've got a lot going on, nothing necessarily going wrong, but it might not be going all perfectly right, but it's building up. We've got a lot on us and that can start to cause a state of anxiety and it can can make you feel kind of very worried. It makes me kind of feel very uncertain and unsettled is probably a good good way of describing it when i get anxiety um, from overwhelm i get very unsettled i can't feel comfortable in any environment even when i'm at home um and my mind is is, is sparking a hell of a lot more so i think that overwhelm's a big one because things are all creeping up and you in and i've had a conversation with someone recently and they felt overwhelmed and i was listening to him speak and i was like Hearing you speak, it's not much different than three weeks ago. Mm. So maybe just give it another week and let things settle down because he'd just been away. Things had built up in terms of his time, how much time he was giving away. So maybe his energy, his sleep was affected, Some a few things. So give it another week and just reassess it. And now he's, he's backfiring and feeling in a good state. So that one week kind of made a big difference. So again, sometimes it's also just assessing in the moment. But I think overwhelm, for a lot of people is is one and they, that's when they can't specifically put it down to something i feel i'm feeling quite anxious do you know why i, I don't yeah. don't know why that is do you know what i mean so then it's just having a bit of an understanding of what what have you got going on in your life at the minute how many things have you got time for yourself are you doing anything for yourself um to, to do you know what i mean just to compose i, I love what you said there and and i think that just to to further further what you have said there um it's that pressure cooker isn't it like when we've got a few things to focus on when we're just focused on you know what what we need to do if we add one new thing in that's that's okay we can manage one new thing of course but when you add several or or even if you've planned things you know like i remember a, a few weeks ago I got to. I had the privilege of going down to to London to Mayfair, um, and to to capturing a live recording. And I remember messaging you and Ollie and being like, "Oh, I'm a bit nervous about it. I've done it a hundred times before, but there was just something a bit different about it because of the travel element. Something new was added into that experience. But equally, I had uh, my appraisal. I had several other things work related that yeah, were going yeah. on, like it was. Um, the next week was my wife's and my son's birthday. <laughs> like, so I think everything was just, just bring anxiety just in them mate, alone. <laughs> just those two events, like in the same week, having two birthdays to, to try and manage. But, but yeah, I think that, I think sometimes it can be just one thing that, that kind of sets us off. If it's a big thing, 
Um, yeah. But yeah, like you said, if if we add too many little little pockets, little bits of change, that can that can also trigger it too. And just to jump in, because I think that you've given a really good example there, because I think that in that in that moment in time, not necessarily there was anything specifically negative, but on a couple of them, your mind was potentially just picturing worst case scenarios. So yes, you had a lot of going on, but Liam could handle all that. Everything was manageable. It was a lot, but it was manageable. But what your mind was doing was, well, what if the appraisal doesn't go well? And what if this doesn't go well? And then what if, and so each, again, your mind, it just shows how powerful catastrophizing and visualization in a negative sense can be. Um, and again, but but it's understanding how many people are aware of that. So when it happens, just to sit back and say, one minute, let me just assess, is everything I'm worrying about here justified mm. or not? And, and I think something that you touched on there, and this is something that I've definitely applied in my life. And I think that, especially since we've been working on B1, and um, you put a post out the other day onto, onto Instagram about it kind of not putting too many, not kind of focusing on too many things. Mm-hmm zoning in on the specifics and, and pray, yeah. kind of we always talk about priorities within B1 but your your post was kind of really kind of hitting home like if you have too many things going on your focus realistically can't be specifically zoned in on certain areas and I think that's where I've slipped to in the past and something that I'm aware of because I am very ambitious driven as you well know and I do have that something in me to, to always try and pursue something if it's passion based or there's something in it um, that aligns with my values and, and all of that. But again, you've always got to remind yourself just one minute because before you know, it catches you out. And like I said, going to Ireland, I think caught me out coming back. We, I had a lot to do. We, we're smashing B1 at the minute. We've got so much kind of going on with that. Back into the gym in terms of the gym kind of um, that I own. And it's, it, there's a lot going on. Um, then stuff with the family. You remember how how hard it is with two dogs and a, and a son but when when you're in the routine of it and it's funnily enough i'm reading a book by at middle in the minute in the minute and last night or the night before we read a chapter and it's talking about routine and he was mm. talking about the power of having a routine and how important it is and it doesn't need to be color-coded chart and stuck to but it massively helps just to have a basic structure of a routine that you're going to follow each day um that can be changed and can be planned for but it massively helps and i think that i have that at home in terms of, right, I know the days I've got my son. I know when I need to be walking the dogs. I know when I need to be doing work for Benchmark. I know when I need to be doing work for B1. And that helps me keep a level. When I, when that's out of sync, I get anxiety and I get overwhelmed. And it really does affect my state. Um, and it has done in the past. It's only probably been in the last year or so. And I've been mm. working on self-development for a long time. But what happened is when I first worked on self-development and mindset, I stripped my life back. But then because I started to progress in life, my life built up again because I grew ambition. And then I realized one minute you're getting very ambitious in too many areas. Let's just zone back in and, and settle down. So that post you put on, if no one's seen it, jump onto the to the B1 Instagram channel. And it's one of the light ones that Liam's posted. And it's just more about just focusing in on a few things in and in, in smashing that. Mm. But you you'll so, have your own take on that, Liam. Yeah, I mean, that particular post was the quote from Seneca, I believe, where it was um the old school Roman general, I want to say, um, where he says, um, how did it go if um he who is everywhere is nowhere and i, I yeah. think that's 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 quite right and and i think that that it is important that that like we've just talked about that we we're not overcomplicating things but i th- i like what you said there about having having a pattern 
and having a habit having a routine that you've got set up because the brain likes patterns i know that yeah. on the going in deep podcast yourself and ollie talked to sabrina brennan the the neuroscientist and and various other other things she's got going on but yeah. she talks a lot about how um when we first went into covid that everyone got a bit foggy and a bit cloudy because everyone's patterns went 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 out the window it, everything was yeah. changed and everyone had to think clearly about what it is that the they were doing and and you get that sense of um sometimes if if you've ever driven like a regular route and you've got home and you're thinking i don't really remember yeah. getting home um yeah. i think i think the patterns can be a really positive thing because it just lets our brain manage other things because we're in that autopilot state and and it gives our brain time to sometimes catastrophize but sometimes to just figure things out to to make sure that we're in that comfortable position um to yeah. to to understand what's important what we need to plan for later that that kind of thing giving ourselves some thinking time i think is really helpful yeah. i mean have have you got any tips then about obviously the patterns help but if perhaps somebody somebody gets into a state of anxiety is there anything that that we could say generally that that would help or has helped you in the past yeah, mate, 100%. And I think that's something that I, that I highlighted in the post because it was really important for me to not do injustice to things like breathing methods that can calm your mind and body down within a matter of seconds, if not minutes. Um, mm. Another way is a forms of meditation, whether they're guided and you're listening um, or you've learned the ability to kind of sit there and it doesn't even have to be sit cross-legged. You could just lie down or sit. Sometimes I meditate sat in this chair. If I'm doing yep. work at the office and I'm just feeling a little bit pressured, I'll just sit back, close my eyes and, and, and go into a state of meditation. What you're doing there is calming the mind the body starts to follow in it. But again, the breath is, a, and again, I've just done the breath course in terms of oxygen advantage to become an advanced instructor. And it was showing the power of what breathing does. And again, if we're, if we're hyperventilating, so for a lot of people that feel anxiety or feel stressed or feel worried, they start to breathe quickly. Generally it'll be through the mouth and generally it'll be breathing into the upper chest. Right. <laughs> so it's it's this state and and it might not be that severe as i was doing it then but it, it is that kind of method now what that does mm. is it induces more panic within the mind so actually what you're right. doing is this loop it's a feedback loop your mind is creating this breathing pattern and the breathing pattern is creating more worried thoughts and feelings mm -hmm. so it's just building up so controlling the breath and slowing it down is massively powerful um i also think that obviously um that's where a lot of pres prescription drugs come into play so they start to give diazepam and things like that so it's a relaxing so they say if you start to feel anxiety take the prescription drugs and it's like i come away from that because i've been down that route before and for myself mm -hmm. doing meditation and breath work have been game changing or even exercise you're a massive person that's got into walking and then into jogging and running. So again, that for yourself would be a massive one to get out and just get moving. It changes your state. So if you're feeling anxiety, you're in a state of anxiety and you get out and run, suddenly you transition out of a state of anxiety and you start maybe to come excited, motivated, feel good about yourself just because you're going onto the run. When you finish the run and you start to calm down, you've come out of a state of anxiety. So exercise is a big one as well. And these are all, and I'm not <laughs> upselling, but these are all pockets within B1. Like we've created pockets within B1 that are all around this. Now they're not aimed at anxiety by any way or means, but 
they all would help on this. They would all transition your state, quietening the mind off Charlotte, doing some yoga off Charlotte, doing some movement off Matt, doing some running off Sophie. Do you know what I mean? They all understand this sleep more off Fran. These are all aspects that would massively help your states. And, and that's why we've been so... Um, so focused in on what are the key things that we feel would help people in life, both take control of the life and the way they feel, but also then as, as we've built more of a positive route forward. The last thing that I want to jump in on there, Liam, mate, sorry to talk about it. This is really important because this is no, where the point, this is where the point of the post was all about. It wasn't necessarily on those factors. The point of the post, sorry, my dog's in the room and just deciding to kick the table, which I know is Liam's an absolute bugbear, so he's going to hate me for this. <laughs> Alpha, you're, you're in trouble, mate, off Liam. Um, but, yeah, the point of the post was they're all they're all kind of quick fixes. They're all fix it in the moment. So you're going to fix feeling a state of anxiety to feeling better about yourself and your life. Okay, mm. that's sound. But that means you, you, it's going to pop up again, whether it's from the same thing or another thing. So sometimes, again, where I was coming from is, can you induce a state of anxiety? Can you actually make it happen? Can you think, what makes me panicky? And for myself, I put in the post, I used to be so scared of heights. If I went somewhere high, I'd be shaking and my legs would start to go from under me of my heart. But now I'm rock climbing up ridiculous heights, literally free climbing. And I still get anxiety, but I'm pushing through that. And it's built my confidence and I've develop more because of that and again i used to be claustrophobic but i put myself in positions now where my hands are tied my mouth's taped and this gives you a mad feeling of claustrophobic being claustrophobic but again mm. what i'm doing i'm continuing through now i'm not saying to anyone to go and do those specific things but you one of yours could be not yours specifically and i'm just kind of talking to it in general but it might be okay going out to the supermarket for a lot of people going out to and i get i used to get mad anxiety going to the trafford center in manchester too many people mm. i hated it man it used to really kind of freak me out so i've got to calm myself down in those situations but it might be okay put yourself in those situations more i know you're very good in terms of speaking in front of people you've admitted you have anxiety just before but that's again just this like you're you're that's controlled anxiety because then you go out and perform mm. um do you know what i mean by that so it's just yeah understanding yeah. it a bit more sitting with it and not always mm. thinking shit panic i'm feeling anxiety fucking run it's actually saying right okay i feel anxiety right now let me just grab a pen and paper and sit with it and just write down what i'm associating with this anxiety both externally and internally externally in terms of what mm. could have caused it but internally what feelings am i feeling am i feeling worried am i feeling upset am i feeling angry yeah. am i feeling sad also what thoughts are going through my mind is it triggering other and as soon as you start to write all this down you start to get to know who yourself mm. You're starting yeah. to understand yourself more. So when then you say a state of anxiety, it's not generalized, it's specific to you. And then you can start to build off that. So a point I'd say to everyone is, obviously, if you, it's a real bad state of anxiety and could cause a panic attack, go for a fix-it method that's going to calm you down as soon as possible. But if you're just starting to feel anxiety build in a general way, maybe just think I'm going to write this out a little bit and I'm going to sit with it just for a few minutes and just understand myself in this better, okay? And if you mm. don't feel comfortable enough doing that yourself, there are coaches that can help you do that, okay? Um, and help you understand anxiety more. But hopefully it's a coach that isn't telling you how you should be feeling, rather a coach asking you to understand yourself how you are feeling. Um, and that's, that's, sorry to kind of speak for quite a while on that, but I'm quite passionate about it. But I think that was quite important to say. No, I, I think like you said it was the main purpose of you sharing that and and i think you're absolutely right there is 
there is lots of methods where where people can get out of that that short term anxiety. But if it's something that's happening, um, would would you say it's fair to say if it's something that's happening a bit more frequently than than usual, perhaps perhaps like you say, inducing that kind of thought process so you can write things down so you can have that rational thought process to say well i'm feeling that that but is that true and and that could be the worst case scenario but equally how can how can i prevent that from happening it, it kind of helps us to to build a, a a better resistance and a better um a better action plan to to deal with it to 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 understand when it's happening right yeah this is okay we've already we've already dealt with these issues and it's not going to be a problem without a doubt in in the question there is okay you've explained it really well there mate but how many people are going to it's not necessarily remembering to do it it's being aware enough of when you're in that state hmm. so so many people are just living on autopilot that they forget these things but when yep. you start to feel anxiety have you got enough self-awareness of your life in yourself mm. to just pause and remember what we've just talked about there and i just feel that life encapsulates and so many people would rather start to feel anxiety and rather look at the phone as a get out i'm going to scroll i'm going to scroll in so i'm going to scroll whatever it is and the issue with that is you're potentially going to find something else that triggers you or that's going to become a habit of it makes me feel better when I scroll. I'm feeling anxiety. Oh, when mm. you get your phone out and your mind is, is created this memory that actually scrolling made you feel better last time. So you start to scroll again. So again, that's where technology actually has a bad implication. And I know we're positive for technology because we built an app, yep. we've built a platform to support people with mental health and just to achieve mm. more in life, all tech-based. But everything's got pros and cons. And I think sometimes you've got to watch the con of actually using your phone. So a great example, mate, is and every every motherfucker's guilty of this, mate. Which is apologies to swear. I'm not sure if we can do that live on, it, on YouTube. Liam will tell me soon. But um, when 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 people are in public or in an enclosed environment with strangers, what a majority of those people doing? Sat or stood looking at their phones. And that would be mm. me. Potentially not so much now because I'd probably just be breathing and looking up, but I wouldn't be speaking to anyone. Don't get me wrong. That, that That's, again, a, a barrier I've got to break of being in public and thinking I'm going to reach out and speak to this person. But majority of people are just looking down at the phones because, like, they don't want to look up, get eye contact after speaking. It, that, that's a state of anxiety as well. The phones are a, a getaway for a lot of people in a lot of situations, mate. It's, it's, it's interesting. And and isn't it interesting that, that we we opt to try and escape from the situation and understand it. We try to, we, we find, and, and surely that's only going to enhance it when heaven forbid, we haven't got our phone with us in, in that moment, or we haven't got that coping mechanism that we usually reach out to. And, and that's perhaps where it could, it could be a bit worse than, than what, what it would have been if we'd have just dealt with it in, in that particular scenario. So yeah, I think that's a, a great point. Um, again, not to upsell too much, but like you rightly mentioned there, we've, we have built an app we, which has that capability. Like we have yeah. built an app with features that, um, you know, if you're having experiencing a particular emotion, it gives you that, that option. So instead of going to social media to scroll, 
it just gives you that opportunity to go to your B1 app, to go into the emotions, to type what it is that you're feeling, why it is. And then at a later date, you can then identify, you know, I keep feeling nervous in this situation and I keep feeling, you know, a little bit like I just want to run away from it. And then gives you that ability to, to come back and to understand that. And yeah, and you, you, you gave a really good example of that before when you talked about patterns. Mm. And again, for a lot of people that they've created emotional patterns. So again, they're feeling certain emotions throughout the week. And it's just become the norm for them. It's become the norm for them to feel upset or feel frustrated or to feel angry or to feel anxious. Yeah. But it's not the norm. There is no norm. You can create your norm. So if you're living in a negative state and actually you think, I don't want to live like this, you have got the ability to transition it. But the first point of transition comes awareness. And that's why we wanted to create that part of the app. It was to create something where you can pause. You can write it down like Liam just said, and you can become more aware of it because, again, patterns are massive, but rebuild, reprogram that pattern that's in your hands. And with everything with B1 that Liam and myself have created, it's we're not giving you the answers. We're giving you the tools for you to create the life that you want. At no point do we say this is how you should be living. What we say is how do you want to live? What's affecting mm. you negatively? What do you want to do mm. positively? And then we give you the tools to apply. Um, so I think, that, and, and just very quickly as well, mate, just another tab on the app leans into what Liam and me were talking before about in terms of, it's more about priorities, what you're prioritizing and focusing on. So on the first tab, you can start to write down your weekly focuses. What are you focusing on this week? So again, instead of having too many, you can zone that down to a specific number that makes you feel in control which less yeah. is overwhelm and hopefully by the end of the week you've ticked them off so we're super proud of the app um and it's it's been built off things that we feel are powerful to help people um and again this is the pros of technology we've built something um to be on your phone that actually helps you in life rather than has a negative effect yeah absolutely so just just like i mean that's that's half an hour of us talking on this particular topic and and it has been um it's gone so quickly but um just want to offer like you know we have come on live um and it was a bit of a, a last minute kind of idea that we had um uh, but we just want to say you know if if you've got any questions then do feel free to reach out to us to subscribe if if you haven't already subscribed to um youtube channel to the podcast which there'll be a, a version of this available in in the not too distant and anything that you've been interested today um, don't forget to go over to b1mindset.com where you can find out uh, loads more information about that so um i'll give you the last final word ben but um thank you very much for watching and listening if you've made it this far no i appreciate that man i think only for, for me just two things the first one is to also check us out on instagram i think there are um b1 mindset instagram channel liam runs it um and, and drops some amazing content but it's it's now delving in to show you who our coaches are um and we're big believers in who you follow and how they affect your day and we are trying to drive out a positive motivating inspiring message um but also we appreciate the support so again if you are in on instagram we'd love a follow we love interaction we love feedback 
Um, and that's a massive one. That's something that I've appreciated on my own personal journey on Instagram. A lot of support for myself and my honesty, but B1's just trying to do the same message. And I'm proud to obviously be having Liam lead that and, and really do so well with it to look the way it does and to be driving out the message it does. And secondly, the we delve into a lot in life. So to talk about anxiety now, there's a lot of people who are qualified that are scared to delve to the depths that we've done tonight. But at the end of the day, this is real talk. This is what people are going in. And because some people are scared to label it and to delve into it and to put onus sometimes on the other person, the person that's feeling it, there's, that's, in my opinion, why a lot of people aren't getting out of certain states it, there's got to come a point when you say to yourself, right, I'm feeling this anxiety. There's a reason for that. I've got to start to understand this more to help me get out of it. And I think B1 is a, a philosophy. B1 has got to come from yourself. So if you've taken something from tonight and it's struck a chord, I would say just try to get some awareness around the next time you start to feel anxious in whatever way that may be. Me and Liam have given lots of examples tonight, but it could be specific to your own. Try to have awareness and just pause. And note down, even if it's in the notes in your phone, a little bit more about what anxiety is to you, what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what's causing it. And I can guarantee that's going to make an impact on your life. And hopefully B1 is going to start to share a lot more of, of this kind of information that hopefully will help you in life as well. Thanks for listening to the B1 Mindset Podcast. We hope this episode has helped you to understand anxiety, worry less and do more. Let us know if you found this episode helpful. And if you feel it would help somebody else, feel free to share it. Remember all the links to our social media profiles and the B1 Mindset website can be found in the show notes. But until next week, take care and we can't wait to speak soon.